Hey everybody, welcome to week two of Trap Therapy. Hey, it's your girl JT. And this is Ra, everybody. You know, back again with some more trapness for your liking. You know, back in the trap. <laughs> How's your week been going? My week, um, today's Thursday. It is. So now it's towards the end of the week. It's been a long week for me. Um, why? I don't know. It's. I mean, it's been an okay week. I've actually, I've, so this week has been all, I've been doing vegan week. Ooh. And, been, and I've been running a lot. So He's that getting skinny. I am for the girls. Um, But, so that has helped my energy is a lot better. Like, I feel a lot more rested and I feel just overall, but, I, you know, I think it's just, it's getting new, used to a new system and just other things. But other than that, it's been a pretty good week. But how's good. your week been? How's your week been, sweetie? It's been good. I mean, the sinuses have been beating my ass. Mm. I sound very nasally right now. Probably like mm. I could be on a cast member of BET Encore. Um, but you know, mm. the whole cast, the whole cast, the whole cast. The whole cast. The but you whole know cast. what? Other than that, I'm I'm doing pretty good. So you know, no complaints. That's always good. What if any highlights this week? Anything special for you happening this week? Um, I'm meeting up with some of my LSs this weekend. You know, um, the girls who are near and dear to my heart. So, you know, we usually get together like once every blue moon. So I'm seeing them this weekend. So that's really exciting because I love them so much. But, you know, what about you? Um, this week, um, I'm getting ready for a little, a little quick day trip out of town this Saturday. So, but that's, but I've been, um, communicating with my mom a lot. I'm going home for the first time in a, a little while. Um, nice. I'm in New York, um, for my, two of my friends are getting married. Yay. Yeah. We love love. Yeah. So I get to, um, so I get to see my family and go to this wedding and celebrate my friends who I introduced, you know, just putting it out there. Like I'm a, you know, I, part-time trap therapist, part-time matchmaker, but, you know, but other than that, you know, that's been a highlight for me, so I'm looking forward to all those things, all good things for me. He is Cupid. Speaking of Cupid, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Oh, well, that is a lovely, 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 lovely segue. You like how I did that segue? Listen, that was smooth, baby. That, that was, was smooth. smooth. That was okay? smooth. That was next level <laughs> finesse. Finessing is in your blood if you do it that smooth. Baby, it's, it's like that. I do it like it. <laughs> so what I really wanted to bring to the trap today, mm-hmm. um, get my time already, is uh, I really wanted to talk about healing from a breakup. Ooh. And all the complexities and the strategies and time and just all the whole gummit of what that looks like when it comes to healing from a breakup. Yes, God. Get into it. Oh, you ready? You ready to go down this rabbit hole? Ooh, I'm ready. ready I go? am ready. ready? Let's get with it. It's the journey. It's the, it's the journey. <laughs> it's the journey. So let's say either you initiated the breakup or your partner initiated the breakup. Um, one thing that has been pretty prominent that I have seen and experienced is 
you know, that early phase of figuring out how to um, mentally or emotionally, you know, take some time to yourself to kind of separate from the whole situation. Mm -hmm. So a big part of that I find is social media. Yes, God. And the way that social media (laughs) impacts how you're healing. Yeah. So say you're healing, you're processing, you have, you're having a good day. This picture comes across, this this person comes across your timeline. Ugh. Their story pops up. Ugh. Or, you know, if, even if you say you block them, you know, listen, you ain't never been in love unless y'all block each other. That's just, that's just part of the game. That's just real cheap. But say you're having situations where you have friends who are constantly telling you what they're seeing, what's going on. Yep. And that although... In the moment, it seems like I need to know this. I need to know this. The most that I always question in the work that I do is, how is this serving you? Right. What What is this doing for you? How is knowing this information actually being beneficial for you? Right. And for the, honestly, when I usually do that, there has not been too many people who say, who really, once they take the time to think about it, that they really have to say, this is actually not helping me heal from this process at all. Uh-uh. All it's doing is re-triggering you, and it can really just just seeing them out having a drink somewhere can ruin your whole your whole day, it your whole week, your whole. It can just it can shift so much for you. And I think although we have this curiosity and we want to know so bad, it's really like when when you're going through this situation and knowing that you know it's not going to be linear there's going to be going back and forth there's going to be negotiating with yourself all that stuff but are you really taking the time out to say let me take some distance and kind of get out of my feelings first which can take some time to actually start processing and actually move into a place to actually heal from this place which i don't think a lot of people do right I don't think a lot of people do no, that. No, I, th- I don't think a lot of people do that either. And I mean, I will be honest, I have been like the type of person that is like, when, once I got done with a really bad breakup, it was just kind of like, mm, let me lurk on this nigga pace, see mm-hmm. what he doing, see how mm-hmm. life is going for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I always felt horrible after I lurked. So it was like, but you can get caught up in that vicious cycle of just like wanting to know, but like what good comes from actually knowing. Nothing. And I think and I think you can also get caught up in lying to yourself, telling yourself that you can handle stuff that you know you can't handle. Oh, yes. Baby, when I tell you that is I am a, that is, that was, I would say is my biggest thing. I will tell myself, you can handle this, you sh- or you should be able to handle this. And that kind of leads me. And then after the fact that I always have to be honest with myself and say, you know what? I knew from the gate I could not handle this, but I tried to go against what my own nature to feel like I could and realize that, no, the whole time if I was honest with myself, I would have realized that, no, I can't handle seeing this person on my on social media every day. And not that it's a, you know, it's not trying to get rid of anybody, but it's just saying I'm not in a place to handle that. So I have to be honest with myself before I can think about anything anybody else has going on. Right. And I think that's a lot that we don't do because I think that, you know, we're also in a place that, you know, because you know, we'll get into some other things as far as this timeline, but I think that's the first thing that we're not, we weren't honest, maybe weren't even honest with ourselves at the beginning of the relationship, so we damn sure not being honest after a breakup. It, hello? Message, okay? Message. That was good. Look at you being a therapist and shit. I, listen, I, doing couples work and people growing breakups and makeups, like, it is very enlightening just to be able to see, like, it's like, a, it puts up a mirror for you to be like, wow, 
there's so much stuff that you walk into convincing yourself that for someone to tell you now, if you were being honest with yourself, you knew, you would have known that you couldn't handle that and think to the people and say, you know what, now that I know that, had I been honest with myself, I would have realized like that was, I couldn't handle that. That was not for that me. That was something I couldn't handle, but I was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was convinced to almost try to prove myself wrong. I was going to be damned if I didn't believe or follow through or make this something that I can handle when, if I was honest with myself, I know I couldn't. Right. Sometimes you just don't have the capacity, yeah. and that's and I, okay. Yeah, and I think that segues into how we, how we, uh, how we try to manage or what we try to do. Yeah. And one thing that we try to do is, baby, we 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 go from one to the next one. Let's 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 talk about it. Ooh. And we start mm. we start piling bodies, and there's Ooh. no way in here to shame people. Not nobody make nobody feel bad. We've all <laughs> we've all have been out here in these streets, and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You know, as long as you strap it up. But a lot of times we think, let me go get up under somebody else to get over this hurt. And then all you're doing is you're just taking your negative energy, your unreadiness. You just taking that out and spreading it to other people. Other people. But I think society has like molded us to think that way. Absolutely. Like Gucci Mane said in his song, yes, this is trap therapy. He was like, girls are like buses. Miss one, next 15, one coming. You Mm -hmm. know? So it's like. We've been programmed to think that it's like, oh, if you leave one person, the best way to get over another is to get under another. And yeah. that is not true. That's probably the most toxic it's thing. It's very toxic. And I think it's I think it's very much I'm like, if you really look at it, it's a form of distraction. It's no different than going out and spending money to get out of a breakup, going out and traveling, going out. It's another form of distraction that in the moment, yes, you probably are distracted, but baby, when you go home those thoughts, those feelings, those all that stuff still comes back, but now you've compounded it with something different, with, yeah. with another additional thing. And in that moment, you being selfish, and the yeah. people that you're going out and hurting aren't the people that hurt you in the beginning. But that, but that becomes irrelevant at that time. You just like, f everybody. I'm hurt people like I've been hurt, and I think that you know, as far as what I, you know, what I would like to bring to the table is just figuring out or kind of exploring you know, taking the time out to really focus on yourself. Focusing on yourself, you know, doesn't necessarily mean not dating or anything, but it's also like knowing who you are and what you want. Yeah. Fully, learning from what happened in your breakup. Learning what is that you want. And I think being honest before getting into another situation of coming into a situation fully formed of knowing what you want, what are your, you know, your areas and, you know, what are some non-negotiables with you so that when you're meeting people, you almost meet them at the door and know and being honest with yourself of what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you're willing to accept and not willing to accept. And I think a lot of times that with some of the work that I do, I find people say, I didn't necessarily know what I want. I kind of waited to see what somebody brought to the table and kind of tried to make a scene or try to figure out if I was cool with it or not. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you figure out what it is that you want first? And that's kind of where you start. Right. Versus just taking what's in front of you. Um, because, you know, if we go, listen, it's it's a lot of niggas out here that that I've learned. You can call for sex, but you can't call them when you got a flat tire. So you Hello. know, it's just like learning for yourself. What is it that I'm looking for? What is it that I'm willing to accept? What are some non-negotiables? What are some things I absolutely have to have from my partner? What are some things that I'm like, oh, it's cool. I would like this, but what are right. some things that I'm okay with if I don't get it or it looks different? Then I'm willing to work with it because I think if people did that instead of getting into situations and trying to accept whatever it is that they're being offered, you know, they may not end up in some of these situations. And I know things are different, but I think just 
being patient with the healing process and knowing that the healing process is not linear and no one can put a timeline on how long it's going to take you to heal. You can't put a timeline. People around you can't. You can't feel pressured to be told you should be over it right now. You should right. be ready to be out here again. But yeah, like and the healing process is so hard. And sometimes it's a little bit scary for a person who's never been alone. Absolutely. So it's like, if you've never really just had time to like sit with yourself and be by yourself and like actually just be okay with just like being in your own company, it's a really mm. scary spot to actually be absolutely, in. Absolutely. You discover so much shit about yourself where it's just kind of like... Yeah, him. I know, you know, like yeah, I, I didn't notice about myself. I didn't notice yeah, about myself. It, and it's like a lot. I think a lot of times because you were distracted by putting so much into somebody else that you're you were always on the back burner. You were right. always you were being second to yourself, almost. You were you were the second person in from your own perspective, and and I think you know I just want to encourage everybody to take the time, whether you know, especially coming fresh out of a breakup and knowing that. Y'all probably gonna have some contact and probably ain't gonna just end. It's gonna be some stuff back and forth. Y'all may get back together, but I do think kind of taking the time to reanalyze for yourself to, you know, to kind of put yourself in, in a better position yeah. to make sure you're in a better place to process. And that is what I would like. That's what I wanted to bring to the table today. And that feels therapeutic even for me, but you know, so that is my time. Thank you. Taking thank a you, break you, is you. important, though, honestly, because like even in long relationships, like who who you were at the beginning of the relationship is not who you are at the end, you know. So you Absolutely. might be a totally new person. And I thought, so. and I also think what's important that I always stress to people: what was okay at the beginning of your relationship may not be okay today. So just because what y'all used to do was okay, or what used to happen, or what dynamic used to happen as you evolve you may say hey yeah that was how we used to handle stuff or how we used to do stuff six months ago that doesn't work for me anymore and i think any relationship is a constant reevaluation of yes that used to be okay that used to be the dynamic that dynamic doesn't work for me anymore yes absolutely so you heard what your chat therapist rollis said y'all need y'all niggas need to go out and heal heal hello by yourself hurt people hurt people people. that's that's the truth That's true. That is true. So what is it, lovely Jessica? What did you want to talk about today? Uh, Today, I'm going to talk about boundaries. Boundaries. Healthy boundary setting. Right? I always tell people, like, always tell my clients, students, whoever it is might be, that it's like, boundaries aren't really meant for other people. They're meant for you to keep Mm. yourself sane. Absolutely. Okay? So when we talk about boundaries, there's like six different type of boundaries, right? The first Mm -hmm. one is like, physical boundaries Mm -hmm. that's just like needing personal space some people need personal space more than others you know Mm -hmm. as in like i'm not a hugger Mm -hmm. i don't really do handshakes Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it can be something as simple as like i'm really tired i need to sit down or like things like please don't go in my room without asking me absolutely super simple those are physical boundaries the second one is emotional boundaries Emotional boundaries are, it, it, it basically sounds exactly what it, what it <laughs> what means. What you think it is. What, what you think it is. Hopefully. Hopefully what you think it is. <laughs> you know, like, it could be simple, like, I can't talk right now. It, it, it's mm. really not the time for me to talk. Or, like, I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Are you in a place to listen? Yeah. Um, and just, like, sharing feelings. So, but sometimes you're emotionally, like, your emotional boundaries can be violated by other people. Mm -hmm. If like people dismiss or like criticize your feelings Mm -hmm. or 
Have you ever had a person that just like emotionally dumps on you without your permission? Ooh, it's so funny. I had a. It was like I had a conversation. It's like all. It's like say you in the break room. You just say, "Hey, how you doing?" And they just start telling you, like, "Oh yeah, I'm going." So you like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa. I, was just, I was just uh exchanging pleasantries. I did not necessarily. I did not need this. I did not necessarily walk into that, but. It can, I, and I get that, and I, I, I think emotional bondings are very important to me because it, it feels very uncomfortable when you have to <laughs> tell people your emotional bondings. And I, but I think it comes from a therapist that there are some days I say, hey, if you, I'm not trying to talk about nothing heavy tonight. If you want to come and really go, you going through, you want to talk about your boyfriend. I can't. I'm not there today because I'm, I'm tired and I'm stressed, and yes. it's not fair to you. And although it doesn't feel great to the other person, I'm always like, hey. If I know I'm not in an emotional capacity to really be empathetic or involved in what you're saying, I'm going to let you know that because I can't be what you need in this right moment. Now, I think right now, especially, especially I think coming from being a therapist. That, yes. We, we hear so much emotions all day. After five, I'm like, girl, I can't. I, don't, I cannot. I, I don't have the bandwidth tonight. I, I don't. cannot. I'm trying to watch Bad Girls Club tonight. I, I, I want to do something mindless. I don't want you to come over here and talk about nothing deep. I just want to just do some right. dumb stuff just because right. you need that that you like, really do it, you need that it's like an emotional toll on you yeah and even like um the violations could be like assuming that we know how other people feel or like telling other people how they feel like yeah. that's an emotional boundary yeah. violation that shouldn't be crossed the third one is time boundaries now listen i am very strict on time boundaries i will be like mm, i can only come for an hour mm-hmm. i can't come to this at all like you know, I have a time set on Saturdays where I'm doing this with my friend. Like yeah. those, it's a very specific boundary. And I think it's healthy for you to be able to say that. I know sometimes it can come off like really mean to other people. It's like, oh, you can only give me an hour today. Yes. That's all. That's only, that's, yeah. that's my capacity. Mm-hmm. I can only give you an hour. So either get with it or get lost. Cause if you don't want it, then yeah, I will cool. collect it. Yeah. And reclaim I will, it. I will reclaim. I that will time. reclaim my time. I will reclaim that time. And you can even do this at work. Honestly, like setting time boundaries on things at work, where it's like, mm, I only have like, you know, I can stay a little bit later today, but it's only going to be till like six o'clock because after that, I'm done. You I'm know, check, I'm mentally, yeah, I'm checking out. Like and I'm after, checking out. Even stuff like I will say, oh, after a certain time, I don't check these emails. You can you can blow that computer up, baby. That's Hello? after a certain time. That's it for me. Um, because if you don't, it I think especially with working in a um, home setting, yeah, it just yo like you'll never feel like you're not at work, and, and people won't expect that. Because you know I've had situations people like, well, you were still emailing me. I'm like, but you responded. I didn't. You know I can send out whatever just because I'm doing it. Because I'm working late, that don't mean you have to respond to it. That's right. You, exactly. You it helps you to like time boundaries help with you not over committing to things, which Absolutely. basically is going to lead you to having burnout. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you understand your priorities, priorities, it's easier to like limit the amount of time that you're giving to other people that you don't have in the first mm-hmm. place. So time boundaries. That's the third one. Fourth one is important, especially in our day and age, sexual boundaries. Okay. It, sound, it sounds Ooh. like exactly what it sounds like. Asking for a consent, discussing like what pleases you, saying in the bed, like what you like, what you don't like, discussing contraception. If y'all use it, if y'all raw dog, that's your business. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying it's very important to, to do that. And that might like it might be uncomfortable to say that, but we all grown. Okay. And it really, not- it really make it really reminds me of like being 
Like you go on a sober show and ask for condoms. If you're scared to ask for condoms, baby, you probably you don't need to be having sex. So if you're not asking somebody like their sexual status or you know STD status, all that other stuff, it's kind of like oh, but you know, one intimate night can lead to a lifetime of repercussions. So hello. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think a lot of people, I, and I think normalizing it that it's okay to ask those questions. And if somebody's uncomfortable and he or she don't want to respond, they feel like that's none of your business, then we probably shouldn't be intimate. We don't need to be intimate. That's basically what you're telling me. Yeah. Sexual boundaries sound like, um, like mm, I'm actually like, I ain't down for like having sex tonight. Can we like just cuddle instead? Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. ooh, can we try something different tonight? Something like that. Now, Switch sexual- it up switch it up now sexual boundary violations can like include not asking for a consent of course lying about using condoms lying about your actual Mm. sexual status like you know or even like things i've never been with a person well anyways you know (laughs) (laughs) when people like sulk or like get angry when you don't want to have sex that's violating a sexual boundary Absolutely. So, or feel, or even I think making you feel as though sex is oh, it's like a, you know, like oh, you invited me over here to really just to cuddle or stay the night and be like that. Well, some and thinking that oh, the implication is we have to have sex, right? Like, and know? it's like no, I just wanted your company. Yeah, and even if I did want to have sex and now I don't, I we not having sex, and it, um, you shouldn't be shamed or feel bad about something like that or feel like you're obligated in any situation whether that's a relationship marriage dating none of that none of that exactly even the one that you said that's really like important is even in marriage like your boundaries sexual boundaries can even be violated in marriage just because you're married to a person doesn't mean that they have like control over your body and what you want to do right so the fifth one is intellectual boundaries, right? So that's like referring to your thoughts, your ideas, like curiosity. And sometimes this can be violated when your your thoughts and like your ideas are being shut down or dismissed or belittled, you know, when somebody mm. doesn't respect your own intellect. Right. So having a boundary, like putting a boundary could be as simple as saying like, I know we disagree, but please don't like belittle me or disrespect me in that way. Or I can respect that we have a difference of opinions. Um, or like, I love talking to you, but I don't want to talk about this during dinner. Or right. like a holiday, you know? Right. I know sometimes we have, well, not in my family, but you might be in a family that has a very difference of opinions when it comes to like politics or like mm-hmm. any other things that might be going on. And if they say things that's like, oh, that's stupid or, you know, you shouldn't think like that. Or why do you think like that? That's them actually, like, violating your intellectual boundary. And it can yeah. be hurtful. Like, when we're yeah, talking so. about racism, sexism, xenophobia, homophobia, stuff like that, you know? So it's important to recognize the difference between healthy and unhealthy discourse. One dollar. No, you're right. The sixth one is very simple. Material boundaries. Okay. Oh, respect my shit. Respect my shit. It's your house. It's your car. Respect it's your clothes. my house. <laughs> it's, your co- it's your furniture. House. It's your money. Ooh, I, honey, it might sound like, baby, I can't, you can't lend my car. I, I can't, you can't borrow my car today. Ooh. I got shit to do. Or I ain't got no more money to give you. What else can I do for you? Or like, girl, yeah, you can borrow my dress, but I need it back by Friday. Um, if, and, and, hey, it's very clear 
just because they borrow it doesn't mean that it's theirs and just because they ask to borrow it doesn't mean that you have to give it to them and yeah those are all the six boundaries and I hope you guys learn how to put those in place and in order because once you do I promise you your life will be way more happier and I and I think from with boundaries, um, I think you you have to develop them in, in all relationships. And I think oh yes, you, I think the the things that I find about boundaries, it's better if you do it at the beginning to kind of let people know out the gate, because then after that it's just reinforcing them. But also the boundary can move, the line can move. It yes, can say like that was okay. It was okay then. My boundary, okay now. yeah, my boundary has shifted, and not being afraid to say that and although it may sometimes feel uncomfortable like to be like well damn it used to be cool well that's not cool no more and it's like okay I have to respect that and it's not up to you to change your boundary it's up for the other person to decide whether they're going to respect it or not yes. it's not up to you to change your boundary to fit anybody else's need that's Absolutely. one thing that I want to take that I definitely take from that yeah and I always say like it's important to, even in just partnerships uh, you know, friendships, uh, relationships with family members, it's important to like actually speak your boundaries with people and to let mm-hmm. them know because if they don't know they're violating your limits, like if you don't communicate that with them, how are they supposed to know? Nothing changes if nothing changes. So it's important right. to communicate that with them like, mm, actually, that's kind of a boundary that you kind of violate it and I'm not cool with that. So yeah. then they know how to like govern themselves in the future. Now, if they continue to push that damn boundary, fight them. I'm that's yeah, that's a whole different thing. But yes, it's like you have to say something because in the words of Ronnie, closed legs don't get fed, baby. You better speak your piece. Period. Okay, say what you got to say. So say now, what you got to say. Now we are going to transition into my favorite segment. Not your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite trap song. What's your trap song of the week? My favorite, like, so you know, I love a good trap song to just you know just get through the week and so this week i don't know this this person just speaks to my soul it's definitely a song by poo shiesty oh poo shiesty that's my dog i know so it's this song called neighbors by poo shiesty it's a bop it's very different than my trap song of the week last week this is a lot more upbeat a lot more hype a lot more like oh i'm about to be in the gym with this waist trainer on getting this body together Going to All Star Weekend, not All Star Weekend. Money, shoot, you know, get my club shot up. All that it's just real. It, it just gets you. It's real ghetto. It makes you feel that way. Not that you have to do those things. Just the the energy that you need if you wanted to get there. I love it. Who's icy neighbors to make you get there like that? So that is the trap song that has spoke to the inner trap person in me for this week. Ain't he in jail right now? I re- you know I don't know some. I did well then he didn't do like I'm confused because I think he did this XSL freestyle, but maybe he did. He, he did that so, before he went to jail. Oh, so yeah, I think Pushaisi is in jail. So he's hope he get it out the mud though. His mug shot was fine though. I ain't gonna hold you. His what? His mug shot. He was fine. <sighs> Let me go to Google. Ah! Okay. <laughs> My trap song of the week is is a throwback. Um, it comes from my king, my toxic king, um, the one and only future. Absolutely. It comes off the, the album. King of the, the king of toxic. I mean, <laughs> said my toxic king. I said gotta be future. My gotta toxic be. king. Um, my trap song of the week is Stick Talk off of DS2. <laughs> a- hey! Actually, that whole hey! album, that whole album honestly can ride from beginning to is that end. That's right, too. 
Yes. Oh, yes, baby. It's oh. so many bops on that album. It is. Like, it's just so many bops. But mine for this week is TikTok. I love it. If I was a stripper in Atlanta when this thing, song came out, baby. I the way I would imagine. be flying on that pole. That's on, listen, that whole project, I remember I had my first apartment. Listen, it was like, what are you doing? I'm like, at the house listening to the dirty part too. Like, what else would I be doing? Like, what else? With, like, Oh that yeah, that's that should be in the trap hall of fame. A trap that's a trap classic. That's a trap classic. That Let me tell you, that classic. the club would go up. Those was good clubbing days. D- them dirty sprite days. Ooh. That was a good club day. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I stand. I love you, future. You ain't right in the head, but I love you. Yeah, he, he got some stuff with him, but he, he gonna yeah, he gonna get the club lit. He gonna get the club lit. He he Absolutely. needs to listen to this Ashley episode so he can heal. Okay, message. Message. Huh? 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 <laughs> continents is meeting. Hello? New continents met today, baby. Okay. Ooh, but look, we gave y'all all the secrets of what you need to do in order to heal from a relationship and also Absolutely. like what boundaries you need to put in your next relationship that you might possibly be in huh? or you that you're that, in you now. You see how you put them together, baby? That 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 just happened. Those just came together. We didn't even realize. Hello, Jessica the Finesse. Okay. Please. <laughs> <laughs> just with the finesse. Just with the finesse, baby. Period. All right, this is our second episode of Trap Therapy. Number two. Number two. We'll be back next week with another episode. Don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw something together and, and get some get some bops to it at the same time. It's going to be lit. It's going to be wonderful. All right. Bye, y'all. Till next time. All right. See you guys. Bye.